Hello, Foot Clan, and welcome to Chicago Baseball Podcast, episode 21. And as always, I'm joined by my co-host, the executive producer, the best in the business, the king. <laughs> the king of hazy, dank beer and one hell of a steak griller. The kids for the win, the great Matt Wentz. What's up, buddy? It's, uh, I don't know what's going on, Dom. The world is is not a good place to be in right now, I think. But uh, No, it is scary between a pandemic and riots, riots going around all over the country. you got curfews in major cities. I think five of them, the National Guard being called out, uh, firefighters, police officers just being attacked. I think you just found out your... Old Delhi in Chicago is being trashed right now and broken yes. into. Uh, hopefully, hopefully the cops calling back and we'll be able to figure out exactly what's going on. That's crazy. But other than that, how well, are you doing? Uh, well, I I haven't had a day off in nine days, and uh, all my, uh, my family's at uh, Bass Lake having fun. So I I was at home today, and I got to grill a steak, which a lot of everyone know on the text. I some people about it, and I had a good dinner, so and I'm smoking a cigar. I mean, you were going to talk a little bit about uh, baseball that uh, hopefully gets back up and going. So this next hour is going to be a a relief from uh, the real world for a little bit. So it should be fun. Absolutely. Uh, guests tonight, we don't have one. No one fucking tonight wanted to come on or is able to. So it's just like you. It's just you and me, like the Blues Brothers, uh, like the good old days. So, um Today's episode, we will discuss the full season, uh, which will be 82 games, uh, the divisions, uh, DH all-around bitches, and how that will help every team in the league but Niz. Ha, ha, ha. Just joking, buddy. (laughs) Just joking, Niz. Love you. Uh, But before we get to all that, do we have any Google Docs update, Matty? Fuck no, and Max, you suck. Excellent, excellent. Yes, so uh, <laughs> we'll move on to the 82 games. Hopefully, uh, it's not looking good right now, but hopefully in that 11th hour, they'll be able to come together, the millionaires versus the billionaires, and they can just compromise and give us what we want, and that's baseball, some safe baseball. Yeah, I mean, I've heard everything from – I just heard. I've heard the gambit of different things. Just talking about an 82 game season, though, and just if let's just hope and pray that that's what it is. And you know, if that's what it is, um, that will be interesting. I think an 82 game season. I think it's going to be something that you know will be. Uh, I think every week we're probably going to be like, well, what's going on next? You know, as far as like where are the games being played, how many games, if there's some headers. It's just going to be an interesting you know, half season. So I really don't know. I, I, I guess I don't have too much to say about 82 games otherwise than that. Uh, um, I, I, I would assume there's going to be more games being played and less off days, I would assume. Yeah, I would assume so. And I think they were discussing a while ago having that at least one doubleheader a week, it seemed like, uh, and that. And, you know, I'm... You know, if they 
when they start, I guess we'll have to really decide on if they'll be able to play it in the home cities or not, or if they're going to have to do some neutral sites or something like that. Because if they're shooting for July, you know, that that's you know, July, August, it's pretty good, you know, and then you get into September, you know, we're, it's still, you know, then it's good. And then October, it's, it's a craft shoot, you know, weather-wise. So, um, especially yeah. if they want to expand what they were saying, what, 14 teams into the playoffs, which is awesome. But, um, uh, yeah, if, you know, it depends on when they, if they come to agreement and when that agreement is reached. So, yeah, it'll be interesting. Uh, you know, definitely. I, and I was just thinking about it too, and, you know, just 82 games. And like you were saying, like one doubleheader a week. I wonder if they would be more, um, like we're going to talk about this in the second one, talking about the divisions, but would there be more, you know, let's say, I don't know, uh, Tampa Bay and Baltimore, they're going to play each other. Right. So would Tampa Bay and Baltimore play each other, you know, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and then Thursday, they have a double header against each other and then play each other again. Uh, and then maybe have like one off day and then play each other again on uh, Saturday and Sunday. Like, would it be something like that? So, like, two teams play each other for a whole week? I mean, I don't know. I mean, I was just trying to think, like, so then there would be a lot less travel for those two teams. And then, like, the Yankees and the Blue Jays are playing, and then the Marlins, uh, you know, Miami uh, is playing uh, the Cubs or whatever. I don't know. I'm just trying to – I guess Miami wouldn't play the Cubs. Uh, Miami would play Washington, whatever. But maybe, every like, they play each other for, like, a whole week, so there's, like, really no travel, you know? I don't know. I was – I just thought right. that, that that'd be crazy too. Well, you know, the whole idea was I think of these divisions to try to shorten the commute as much as possible. So yeah, yeah. it would be interesting. Would they be like, you know, that way they can kind of like quarantine them for, you know, a lot longer or if for something like a week, does, right. You know, you know, and if something does happen, they can almost get like almost a week out of that where they're only quarantine that group, those two teams and not everyone else. So yeah, this be interesting once, if they can come to that agreement, how, once they get everything finalized, how they're going to explain it to everyone. It's going to be very interesting and I'm really looking forward to it. And I'm really <laughs> hoping they could uh, make this happen. It'd be horrible. If they'd be the only ones not be able to make this happen. So. Yeah. Uh, but then there's the but, divisions now. Yeah, the three uh, ten-team divisions with the West, the East, and the Central. Uh, the East being the Yankees, the Mets, the Red Sox, National Orioles, Phillies, Pirates, Blue Jays, Rays, and Marlins. And then the Central, the Cubs, the White Sox, the Brewers, Cardinals, Royals, Reds, Indians, Twins, the Braves, interesting one, and the Tigers. And then the West being the Dodgers the Angels, the Giants, the Athletics, the Padres, Diamondbacks, Rockies, Rangers, Astros, and Mariners. Yeah, and that, and that again, so that's another, another thing that we'll have to be, you know, mess around with as far as, you know, we're talking about, fan, we're talking about fantasy here. And, you know, I'm just going to say this again. I might say it five more times. We're, we're prefacing this on, you know, we don't know if this is going to happen 
we're just saying that this is what's been proposed. So me and you got on a podcast and we're talking about this. That's all this is. So I don't want anybody coming at us like, hey, why do you think this is really going to happen? We don't know. But we wanted to fucking talk fantasy baseball. I want to talk some baseball. So we're doing a podcast. But um, these yeah. these uh, uh, divisions, I, I think you were the first person I, I actually heard say something about how you're seeing how the central is probably the hardest. And actually, the very first time I saw this, I was like, I don't think so. But I think you might be right. I mean, uh, you say it was the easiest or the hardest. What did you say? I thought it was one of the hardest. Um, yeah. Uh, you know, when I first looking at it, and I do, I feel like it is. Uh, you know, I know like the West is really top heavy, and the East, I you know, I think the East is, you know, obviously there's it's pretty balanced too. Like none of them are like a cakewalk, but I definitely think the most. Um, is the central for your bang for your buck is uh, from top to bottom. It's pretty good. I think. Yeah. I, I think people keep looking at these divisions and how they, uh, uh, you know, how, how they, I guess, rate them or stack them up is they look at the, whoever's like on the bottom feeders. And like, we look at the East, I think you really only have like, you got the pirates for sure. And then the Marlins, Marlins uh, and then Orioles. Or the, or the Orioles. Those three teams. So you got three teams in the East. The Central, you mm-hmm. got the Tigers, Royals. That's really about it. Like, I'm talking like I'm talking bad teams. You know, I'm talking like yeah. lower-level teams. And the Central's got two. And then the West has the uh, – I don't know. Maybe the – not the not the Rockies. The Marlins. The Mariners, for sure. Sorry. The Mariners, the Giants. Uh Maybe the Rangers, I don't know. So, so yeah, I guess yeah, I can see. You, you, are you right with the the West being top heavy because you got the Dodgers mm-hmm. and that's it. Astros, you know the Astros <laughs> in there. Um, <laughs> um, cheaters. Um, but the Central, you got what do you got? In the Central, you got the Minnesota Twins for sure. Then mm-hmm. you got. The Reds, you know, I'm just going to say the Reds. You got the Braves, and then you got your second tier teams. You got the Cubs, the Brewers, the Cardinals, maybe the Indians on that. So, you know, and then you got your up and coming teams like the White Sox. The East are hard or tough teams, you know. I don't know. You got a couple teams in there, the Yankees for sure. I guess you could say the, the Red Sox, the Nationals, the freaking one World Series. They're up there. Phillies, you know, and then Tampa Bay, you know, you know they're always competitive. Yeah, they're, and, they're, they're definitely competitive. You're right. So I think they're the, competitive. I don't know. Maybe I might say the East is the hardest. I don't know. So, but I, I like, I honestly, I, I like this. What do you think? Like, if, if this is how we did I, it going forward, I think it'd be pretty cool. Yeah. I, I love, you know, you know, these natural, um, you know, boundaries and, you know, uh, rivalries, you know, the White Sox and the Cubs, the Sox and the Brewers, the Cardinals, you know, the White Sox, and, you know, seeing that and, you know, and then bringing in the Braves, that's that's pretty cool um, team. I think it would have been – I would have tried to have the Astros in the Central instead of the Braves, but just because of the uh, – how it lined up on the map, but – uh I thought they did a really good job, you know, like you said, there's only like two or three, you know, bottom feeders in each division, which 
worked out pretty well. You know, no, I don't think any of them are a cakewalk by far, but you know, I, I think it's cool. You know, and be kind of interesting if they wanted to keep it like this. Just looking at the East, though, and I'm not a geography major, and maybe I'm wrong on this. I mean, definitely, I'm not a geography major because well, we didn't know what N N stands for. What was it? N E M E M E. Yes. Yeah. That was Michigan. But, yeah. <laughs> Baltimore. <laughs> Uh, the Mets, the Yankees, the Phillies, the Pirates, kind of, I guess, uh, and the Nationals, those are all pretty close to each other. And then Toronto's not too far. And, you know, oh, then you got Tampa's down there and the Marlins are close to each other. But, I mean, that, for you got the Orioles, the so- Red Sox, the Mets, the Yankees, the Phillies, the Pirates, and the Nationals. So you got five, seven teams out of one, two, three. 10 teams. So seven out of 10 teams, they're all fairly close to each other, closer than any other division. That's, that's crazy. So, I guess that, that'd be a lot of buses maybe, huh? Yeah. I think that's their hope is to try to eliminate the flying, you know, with that, but um, bus, but they're still going to have to, you know, go into Atlanta that's going to be a long, they're going to have to fly for that and for sure for the central and obviously the East coast going from the Marlins and Rays going up to, you know, up to the Northeast and going to Toronto. So uh, I know, I know they're not going to be riding in any planes that are with other teams that are obviously riding, flying with their commercial uh, planes. But uh, I think they're just trying to eliminate much interaction with people as they can trying to eliminate as many people that uh, that they're not having eyes on, I guess. You know, because yeah. they have all they're trying to keep all those people quarantined as much as possible. So, cool. adding those airport workers, but you know they're doing their best too. So, but uh, yeah, I like these divisions. They're interesting in how they're gonna. So, would they just be playing the division? So they'd be what playing each other what nine times? Each around there, yeah, yeah. What was uh, I don't know the exact uh, because 82 and you got 10 teams, obviously, you're not going to play yourself. So, nine times nine is 81. So, would you play someone else? How would that work out? Yeah, I don't know. I'm trying to look it up right now, but uh, let's just move on to DH. Yeah, how it helps everyone, <laughs> but Niss. Sure. I don't have an answer to that one, and I don't want to look it up anymore. So I'm just my stuff. <laughs> but uh, yeah, the the DH obviously that's going to make a huge difference for the the National League players, the te- teams that were drafted. Uh, by the guys in our league, that's going to make a big uh, change for love, especially those guys that are like platoon guys or guys that were uh, like a Swarberg that has defensive um, pull, being pulled, you know, late in games or now that, you know, if you want to give Rizzo a day off instead of having him pinch hit one time, now you can move to the DH and get a – possibly three more at-bats out of them that day. So it's 
obviously just as big as a factor is the National League teams. And it's going to affect those guys that people draft that were those platoon guys or their possible bench guys. Now they might be utility guys. One of the guys is utility guys. So it's going to be a big, big effect on the fantasy league for sure. Yeah, I, I I think there's like two sides to that DH thing. The what you side the side to it is they can you know they'll have more opportunities for to give the position players days off. They're gonna have more opportunities for the um, players that were you know bench players slash you know uh, split players or you know not playing that much players to, to have more opportunity to play. And then there also the flip side of it. The second thing is that there's going to be pitchers that were, you know, uh, AL pitchers. Uh, I'm sorry, uh, NL pitchers that were going to be pitching to a pitcher now are all going to be pitching to DH guys. So you got to think of someone like I mean, shit. I'll go with my team, like someone like Stephen Matz, who I kind of liked uh, at the beginning of the season. Now not so much. He's like the Mets, what fourth or fifth starter, and he's probably going to be pitching to you know, the Yankees inside the Yankee stadium and um, doing that more regularly. And then the blue Jays and he's probably going to be getting lit up a lot. So um, uh, that's another thing to look at. There's a lot of these uh, pitchers from the uh, national league that are going to be a little bit, I, I guess, dinged for this because they're not going to be, they're going to be pitching into a DH now too. So those are the kind of two things. Yeah. That's a, that's definitely a big one. I wasn't even thinking about that. That does affect, you know, your pitching. And like you said, some of those nationally guys that you thought, you know, you thought were good. Now they're not facing some of the teams that you thought they would be facing. Now they're facing, like you said, Matt's now he's facing the Yankees nine times, you know, whatever, how many times, you know, maybe facing them two or three times where he may have faced them once if they at all. So, uh, that does make or a big even, difference. Yeah, not even the, the, the Mats. I mean, the Nets, I mean, uh, it's just keeping with Steven Matz. It's when he goes and plays Washington. Now it's like, you know, instead of, you know, S- Steven Strasburg up there, it's going to be Howie Kendrick or uh, uh, someone else, you know, instead of uh, that. So, uh, I don't know. It's, uh, it's different. It's uh, different. Yeah, it's definitely gonna. It definitely changes how you know your how you drafted your strategy and that. But it is, um, you know, we'll have to adjust and you know, and you might have to play the more matchups than you originally were planning on, and and that, or be changing people out, or just setting them setting a pitcher instead of what you were hoping to do. So, um, yeah, it's, once we get some questions, it's just more questions. Uh, if you know possibilities, if we do have this A two game season with these divisions that they're proposing in a DH, so uh, it's it's going to be cool. It's going to be a lot to think about. Some stuff we might need to discuss in that, but uh, hopefully we'll be able to have those discussions at some point soon. Yeah, doing some uh, quick research and not really research, just quick googling. Um, I saw this guy talk about this earlier, and this is to kind of maybe we can finish up and then we can move on to the teams. This is kind of just put in a bow. But uh, this guy, Rogers, uh, he's from uh, Sporting News. 
but he said it's it's hard to know how long sloppy play will be the norm early in the season. So if it really is as hard to restart as we might imagine, half the season could look like a little league game. Pitchers will kind of be ready after three weeks or so of spring training or whatever you want to call that. And hitters will eventually get their timing down. But we might be in September before all of this is said and done and it looks more like great competition or great competition emerges. It's hard to see all of the potholes, but there will be some there. Considering these are athletes and conditioned for something entirely different than what this year will bring. And, you know, just, just thinking about that, like, I can only imagine, like, I mean, this is going to be, ah, it's going to be horseshit. I don't even know what better word to say than that for the first, like, four weeks if we do get it again. I'm prefacing this one more time and just saying this. We don't know. We're just talking about this. So don't get on us about it. But hopefully there's an 82 game season, a couple of weeks of spring training. Who knows what it looks like the first couple of weeks, you know? If the first couple of weeks of the regular season might be what the the last two weeks of what a normal spring training looks like, you know? Right. I don't know. Yeah. It's me interesting how uh, I, uh, I just saw something like they were discussing, I saw on Twitter that they might just, instead of going back to, you know, uh, down to the Cactus League or going to out to Arizona, they might just stay – go back to their hometowns or the home stadium cities and do spring training in up, up in their cities instead of uh, if they're allowed to by some States, if they're open, if they can, some of them might just opt to do that instead of going to their spring training facilities, they would do some stuff up, up in the, the big cities up in their stadiums. I saw, yeah, I saw that too. So they would they would take the the roster that they have plus the extended roster and then their taxi squad teams. So they basically would get it down to their extended rosters plus taxi squad and that's what they would play in their stadium with those players for a couple of weeks. Yeah. That's what, yeah. that's what would be the spring training. Right. If 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 they wanted to or Again, that's what someone was prefacing that they, you know, that's an option that they could do. Uh, so that's something to look at too. Like you said, we don't know. We're just telling what we think and what we heard and read in that. So uh, yeah, looking forward to it. So um, we want to move on to the league, huh? Yeah. So I mean, I'll just go to the Chicago baseball doc, twenty uh, twenty. And we'll go Scott all the way down and just kind of see what uh, – or we can go to – what do you want to do? You want to do on Yahoo? Either one. Yeah, I guess the, the, the baseball doc, the 2020 doc, actually would give us an idea because it would have their uh, uh, AAA guys on it. Yes, I know. It's not up to date. It has one less thing on it. Um, uh, but looking at Scotty's team – uh, if you want to start with his team, um, his team has, um, let's see who he's got on his team. He's got Rafael Palmero, Jose uh, Offerman, <laughs> Barry Larkin, Larry. W- oh, wait, sorry, that's the 90s. He's not going to have that good of a team. Uh, no, I'm just kidding. Um, but yeah, so we'll, yeah, we'll just do that. Let's 
you know, he's got a lot of AAA guys. I don't know if any of those guys we brought up. Maybe Alec Baum could be. Um, that's about it. I, I don't see anybody else being brought up. So Alec Baum could be a very helpful piece for him if he decided to bring them up. Um, and then looking at it, uh, just enough to probably see more days off. Uh, who else is there? Hold on a second. Hold on a second. Um, Julio Urshela is going to play a little bit more maybe I like Matt Olsen he, they throw him in the DH every once in a while that'd be good Nick Solex yeah, really good um, so yeah Scott's got some players on his team that would definitely benefit I like that looks really good mm-hmm. Buxton you know maybe you know he will stay healthy and be the dominant player that he wants Sure. Or, or Buxton may with his, you know, I mean, they already got a DH, so I guess that's not really going to change too much there, but maybe Buxton plays, you know, you know, he, he sticks that ninth spot and then, you know, they change the DH a little bit and, you know, that, that could, that could help him out too. A lot too. Uh, Puig shit. I mean, I mean, someone I was laughing at, uh, looks like he's going to, he might be all right with Puig there too, you know? So, yeah. You know, he's a, now that he's uh, he's in the mix, and you know, and then uh, whatever is going on with Aaron Judge, you know, this time off, you know, he might be uh, a good piece. You know, obviously yeah. he's helping him. You know, Scotty's been through it. Says so, you know he's run marathon, so I'm assuming he'll be good to go. Yeah, I mean. Again, we're just going to go through these teams and seeing what players they have. Everyone has on their team that would help. Them. We're not saying this is bad or yeah. good. We're just saying you got some players on your team that this DH might help you with, and it you know will look good on. Uh, that's about it. So, uh, yeah. but I, I like he's got a couple assets on his team that would definitely help him out for that. Um, as far as the pitching side goes, I mean, again, we are there going to be shorter innings pitched, and there's going to be less. You know, um, quality starts. I, I think there is going to be some, um, and who knows? He's got a couple pitchers on his team that you know, in uh, Jose Quintana and uh, um, I'm sure this rest for Carrasco has got to be a, a good thing for him. Yeah, yeah. You know, obviously as the season giving him more rest, I'm assuming that gives him more time to rest or um, be able to get some more work in there. You know, uh, my this might be a good really help him. Uh, he'll be another one to keep an eye on how he's managed this year. Yeah, I, I was saying about Cantana, just maybe he might be used as like a uh, middle reliever or something like that. So that's that's kind of what I was going with there. But uh, mm-hmm. yeah, and Carrasco too. So, so Scotty's got some good op- options with uh, the extended DH that he can move around in, and uh, you know, again, his pitches are. Pretty much what they got. We'll, we'll see about Jordan Hicks, too. He could be used uh, maybe some more innings. and We'll see how it is. So, not bad. Got some players there. Moving on to my team? Yep. Uh, I mean, I, only got, I really only got two hitters that are on the bench and looking at my team going into the Yahoo! <laughs> and the – I like it I, I like it for Hampson. I like it for Santana. 
I think uh, Shogi Akanama, uh, I like it for him. I like it for Scott King Ree. The problem is I think I got too many of those guys. So I'm going to have to do a lot of like daily moves and make sure that I got the right guy in there. So I think it will be helpful. But again, you know, my team is, you know, maybe not as strong as, as other teams, but I do have some of those guys as well. So I got, I got a couple yeah. of guys, you know, and then uh, I think they'll play like, I like, I got a lot of kids on my team and they'll play them. Uh, and then I got, you know, uh, ground ball, himself eric hosmer uh i heard a lot of people keep saying that they should just platoon him and uh uh what's the other guy uh the other guy from san diego the third base slash outfielder uh not, yeah millbrooks right will millbrooks yeah right? yeah so that might be bad for him i might have to switch that out but i got danny santana so i got two at least outfielder i mean first baseman um I guess I do have uh, I have Evan White who's he's in a place I might have to bring him up sooner than I thought. But and then my pitching. I mean, my pitching is what it is. I got a lot of pitching, but they're just so-so, not that great. And they're probably all going to pitch about three innings. So <laughs> I'm not going to get any quality starts. I hope I can get a lot of uh, quality three-inning pitch out of my guys, I guess. <laughs> yeah, this this uh, National League D- University eight's definitely, you know, it does make a little more work for you. But you know, like you said, that's going to get Eric Hampton. That might give him some more playing time. Uh, they may even give JT Ramudo a day off because he they love you know he doesn't get many days off behind the plate. This might be able to keep him in the lineup and have him DH and not have to play first base. You know, give him a little breather, especially if they're playing all these games. So that. That's going to be a big help. And then obviously Kingery with, you know, his flexibility. So, yeah, you got a – that definitely makes – gives you a lot of flexibility having this DH. Yeah, I didn't didn't think of the Riamuto, but that's definitely probably possible. That's a a good one. It sucks, though. I mean, the day that they give Riamuto the DH spot, that means Kingery is probably sitting or someone else is sitting. But, you know. Yeah. I just looking at them. I got a lot of guys that are all gonna be playing each other. I got uh, I got East. I got a lot of Central and East Coast guys. Not too yeah. many guys in the West Coast. But uh, yeah, we'll see. And then you know who knows? Maybe I, I mean I don't think uh, Clinic uh, Jerry Clinic uh, is gonna play. I don't think he is. I think he's gonna say, you know, on the roster, but he's not gonna play. Uh, George Dell could come up, so I could. You know, I feel like, hey, you know what? I'm going to go all in for this short season. I'll bring up Adele. I'll bring up Evan White. I'll bring up Spencer Howard and you know, I'll make a run for it. Probably not, but I could if those guys do play. So I guess I've got some flexibility. I just – I don't think the flexibility I have is going gonna, is gonna to meet or, you know, exceed or put me into that top tier of uh, fantasy players like uh, once we get to the team zone later half. But we'll see. So, cool. Yeah, a lot, uh, lot of a uh, lot of their uh, PJ's team. Yeah. Let's see here. Let's look at him. So who's he got? You want to see PJ's Yeah. Uh, obviously, Voight. You know, he already had the DH, but uh, he'll be playing a lot. Uh, 
Brian Braun, that he may, he might be a, a great. Braun's a good one. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's, that's a great. Good, that's a great one. That's a good team. Mm-hmm. Especially up in and Milwaukee, then, that's a, that gives him a lot of uh, value. That you know, I know you don't like the word value, but that definitely raises his stock for sure. Now that he can DH and uh, just hit up there, that's a real good one for him. Now, and at a certain season, I mean, I, I'm looking at I'm looking at the guy right above him in Nelson Cruz, and I'd say Ryan Braun mm-hmm. a uh, uh, mini uh, a light, if you will, Nelson Cruz, and he could have a, a good season from that. So that's definitely that's a good one. Mm-hmm. Uh, fam. Or not Tommy Edmond. Uh, that's another guy that might get. Uh, it could, you know, was going to have that possible flexibility of him, you know, platooning. Now he could either play all the time or DH. Yeah. So that that for sure helps him. Yeah, everyone's talking about uh, fam and, and how this helps him so much. It's crazy. And then Mr. Grindy, Adam Eden, he, you know, he's another guy that's very ax injury prone. So this might be able to give him keep him in the lineup um, for sure. Ian Happ, that's another guy now. That, yeah, I just – yeah, I was just looking at his name too. I think that's, that's great another one. Yo, absolutely. I think that's a, another one. So, definitely, PJ Braun and uh, Ian Happ, those are – this that could really help him offensively with those DHs, you know, for sure. Yeah, I, I think he's got three guys that are – I think, you know, in the same boat maybe that I'm in, I just – this is something you're going to have to play with literally every day and see who's playing, who's not playing, and you know who who they're who they're going who they're going up against. I mean, it, it could be even to the point where if, if it's a doubleheader, like for PJ, he's got. Uh, but, but here's a perfect example: St. Louis is playing uh, Milwaukee, and it's a doubleheader. And for the first game, you got Braun and Edmund both playing the field, and then the night game. Or the second, you know, the night, you know, the, the the second game, they're both DHing. That's that's gold right there. That's great. So. Yeah, that's that's another thing too. Even you know, instead of now, nah, those nationalings, instead of that guy not playing that second game, now he could get you know three, four more bats in. So that's that's definitely something for him to look at for sure. Yeah, I like it. Peaches. So I would say Peaches got a couple guys and. Uh, pitchy side of things, you know, I mean, he's got some older guys. He also had some guys that were coming back from surgery. So Paxton uh, should be better, uh, you know, I guess. Um, who else is that? Yeah, pitcher from Houston. Verlander, Verlander for sure. you know, this rest for sure. Yep. Lamette. Yep. Lamette was already going to start. I don't know, the San Diego guys, I would say, they they got a lot of pitchers. So, don't know about all of them, but we'll see. But I I like it. So, cool. All right, Gus. Gus is We know him. We know him, kid. We know him. I got to rub my hands together. (laughs) (laughs) I I don't know if you missed it, but I'm I'm looking at his team. I don't see David Price on there. Did you? Was that a typo? No, not... it's not a typo. I, I I heard something about how much he loved that guy, but I guess he just didn't want to draft him. <laughs> he missed it. The guy he wanted, he missed him being drafted. Yep. And I, I don't know. <laughs> do, do, 
I heard, I heard that David Price is going to be the Dodgers like permanent DH. <laughs> he's not going to pitch. <laughs> no, he's going to do both. <laughs> That's awesome. Oh That's yeah, perfect. <laughs> uh, but anyways, let's look, uh, um, let's look at. Well, they. Right the, yep, 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 yep. But well, well, hopefully he doesn't too much. The guy underneath mm. Hilliard. Sorry, I, you, I know you're going to go over, but uh, Yoshi Kisaka uh, or whatever Yoshi, he's actually mm. in Japan with his family. That's right. I met, you mentioned that. And I, I, I follow him on Twitter just because I think he's got a cool jersey from when he played in Japan. Uh, I don't think he's coming back. Like, like he might not play right away. It's just yeah. something I'm throwing out there. Like, I, I, I saw on Twitter that there's a possibility that that dude does not come back right away because he's with his family in Japan. Right. Who knows how long he'll be able to even – before he can get out of there or come yeah. back. So. That's, isn't it like, isn't it like a fourteen day or like? I mean, if you travel, I mean, I don't know. He's got to be quarantined for some time. I don't know. I mean, we, I'm assuming that's what's going to happen. We got time, uh, so I mean, he could yeah. be 100 percent fine. But uh, Tampa Bay's got so many guys. I don't know. I mean, they got tons of guys. We'll, we'll have to see how that goes. Acuna, uh, he's not on his team anymore. So nope. You, you suck, man. You suck. Yeah. <laughs> uh, right here. Walker, you know, they might give him a breather with the DH because uh, he's obviously a big bat, but he's young, um, especially in those double batters. It'll keep him in the lineup because they're going to put mm-hmm. all the guys there, like um, who's that, a lamb? I'm freaking bleeding. My leg is just bleeding on my leg. Sorry. That's, that's <laughs> my feel there. I'm going to go get a Kleenex. But keep, keep, keep talking. I'll, I'll, I'm listening. Okay. Um, and then we got here, uh, looking at this, what else? Uh, Baez, no, not going to help him. Charlie Blackman, that might, that might be a, another guy that Split, could help. Though, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, that might help him, the DH, and uh, Murphy, and Max Muncy. Um, you know, those are probably the biggest ones that stick out to me. Uh, for him, and then who did he get back in that trade for Acuna? I don't know. He got like a like a half of a fortune cookie and like like a a used condom. I think <laughs> he got tattoos and um uh he he gave a bias, so he got Tatis and uh, I don't know. He got Tatis and something else. Yeah, look it up here. Let's see. Tatis will be good, I think, with the DH. Um, mm-hmm. Not that he's going to DH, but I'm just saying, like, there's going to be some opportunity for me. He's a young kid, and, you know, he's had some injuries, so maybe they rested a little bit is all I was going to say with that. Um, let's see. Uh, oh, he got uh, he got Kyle Schwarber. Yeah, that's a that's a big one. That's a big yeah, one. That's yeah. a real big one, yeah. Yeah, that's a guy that, you know, DH for sure, uh, or – you know, instead of him being pulled, that's a big one for him for sure. That's definitely yeah. one of those we mentioned before. And then um, his pitching, uh, you know, Martinez with St. Louis, maybe he'll not be in the, he could, you know. He can be in the closer even, you know. I mean, I don't know. Mm-hmm. It's, not, it's not out of the realm. You know, we, we didn't say, hold on, go back to hit the, 
uh, Alberto Mondesi, keeping that guy healthy, putting him in the DH, that, that's a possibility too. Yeah, that's that's one I I miss. And then, I mean, they already got the DH for uh, what's his name? Shohei. Yeah, yeah. Shohei. So he's got a couple guys too. It'll be interesting how they use Shohei this year with the scheduling and that. So um, maybe he'll hit a little more um, than usual. And then... hey, you know, we, we've gone through four teams right now. And, you know, we're kind of still talking about Gus, but I think the, you know, we'll see how the rest of it goes. There's going to, it's going to have to be, I don't know. I think the teams who are on this every day, the teams that are, you know, managers like us, you, me, Gus, you know, whoever else is on it every day and really checking to see who's playing every day. As far as like hitters go, that, that those are the teams that are going to make it in the playoffs. Because if you're not checking this every day, just with our daily leagues, our daily lineups, I mean, um, you're going to lose out on a bats and you know some production. And if you're not like you know have the money to you know pick up guys here and there, it's definitely going to be a, a more of a grind, um, a daily grind, if you will, for a shorter period of time. It's just, uh, you know, just what I got off, uh, off of looking at four teams so far. So, Yeah, you're definitely going to need to be on it for sure more than normally you know, those days of the doubleheader. You know, you're going to try to see if, you know, they'll kind of give you a glimpse if they're going to play both games or if they're just going to play or if they're just going to play the one or what, you know, especially those National League teams now that, they could move one to the D eight, so you're definitely gonna need to be on it for sure. Yeah. So we'll out these rest days. Or like you said, these taxi guys, you know. You yeah, know, taxi guys for sure. Yeah. So if you need a maybe a, you might have to be working the waiver wires and thinking a day or two ahead. So yeah, a lot of a lot of to go off there for sure. I uh, wanna move on to Sean. Yeah. So he's got uh Michael Chavis. I don't really like that guy, and I don't know why he got him, but I, I think he's got a little bit more of an opportunity. We'll see. Hasan uh, Rosana's team. Uh, Willie Calhoun coming back from getting drilled in the face. Definitely good for him. Not not so much a DH, but just, you know, good for him. Uh, I, I heard someone say that it was the guy from uh, the Black Book. What's his name? Um, the, the Canadian dude. Uh, what's his name? Max is probably yelling into his, yelling at his phone right now. Um, Max is always yelling at his phone. <laughs> is it Joe Pisapia? That sounds right. Or probably wrong. It's probably Michigan. But anyways, um, <laughs> the Blackfoot guy, he was saying how he would love to see Trevor Bauer as a, a middle inning reliever. You <laughs> 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 do not like that at all. Uh, did you uh, uh, Trevor Bauer on Twitter I guess there's a lot of people that were saying that he's dating his manage his uh his uh his uh the guy who represents the girl who represents him and, and he was like getting offended by it she's hot she's really hot she's an ex-gymnast his his uh, his agent that's who it is go on Twitter 
Trevor Bauer's agent. She's, she's a good woman. very fit woman. You have to be with that guy. That guy is a workout machine. Who? Trevor from all no, I mean, drinking. Oh no, I mean she. That's completely different than him. I'm just saying she is. Mm. She's an ex gymnast. She like won a gold medal. That's that's a that's <laughs> ultimate dream there. Yeah, she she's a she's whatever. Anyways, he, <laughs> Twitter was blown up with him. Regardless of it, uh, Chris Davis definitely you know that helps him. I guess mm-hmm. somehow. I mean, he is probably the DH. He is the DH anyway. I guess it doesn't. Uh, Justin Turner, dude's a yeah. little time, so sure. Uh, Mayhew, I can see that. You know, I, I think Dan Swanson is a shortstop for the Atlanta Braves. That's what I think. Uh, Hopkins for sure. That'll help him. Give him a little rest at the DH. You know, every now and then, yeah. keep his bat in the lineup. Yeah, Hoskins. Uh, yeah, probably. Uh, I don't know. We keep talking about Philly guys. I think Philadelphia's got like a thousand guys. So does Cincinnati. Um, AJ Pollock. I heard that. Like, that's funny. I got AJ Pollock listed as starting pitcher. I changed that. Starting <laughs> pitcher. Um, I heard that he's like one of the guys that might be left off a little bit there with with their depth. Yeah, yeah, I heard yeah, that a couple have, times. Yeah, they have a lot to, to think lot about to, for sure. But could help them. So, apparently, mm-hmm. yeah, days off uh, more so than I don't know why we keep talking about teams that already had the DH, but whatever. Uh, there it is, Will Myers. There's that boy. He's going to split time with. Uh, is that why Sean traded me Osmar? Because he already had the first baseman of San Diego. <laughs> <laughs> Screw you, Sean. Just kidding. Um, cool. What about his pictures? You take the pictures. I'm going to open another few. Uh, let's see here. Alex Wood, you know, that's the, you know, having a Dodger pitcher, you know, but, you know, with these double headers and stuff, you know, he'll probably get some more pitching, get some more time in for sure. Um, who else? Uh, Luke Weaver. Uh, Soroka, you know, he paid, he paid a lot of money for, uh, Soroka, you know, to get him, um, from PJ. Um, Hey, real fast. I want to go back to that Luke Weaver, Luke Weaver from, we're, mm-hmm. we're, we're from, uh, Arizona. So real fast, just story, take a pause from it. It's already well, 46 minutes. We're doing good. So I, I heard a little bit more about Luke Weaver and I was trying to see if it was true and I was looking at it. So Luke Weaver was getting pitching lessons from Wainwright, Adam Wainwright, right? Okay. When he, when he was in St. Louis. And I guess the way that Adam Wainwright pitches, like the, his arm angle, is not the same as um, Luke Weaver. So Luke Weaver couldn't throw his off-speed, his breaking stuff, basically, the way that Wainwright could. And so... <laughs> He essentially then he went to Arizona and he's like, I'm just going to do it on my own and talk to the guy, the salesman essentially for Repsoto that sold him this Repsoto machine and said, Tell me how to use this thing. You know, like he was basically asking him how to use something like, Hey, you know, I bought a Peloton and you call up Peloton and you're like, Tell me how to use it, you know? And he's like, Well, this is how you use it. Here, I'll tell you, I'm the instruction manual. And so this guy, this the sales reps 
told him how to use it so he could, you know, whatever he wanted to do, this is how you do it. And that's how he got, how he was pitching better. That's crazy, right? That's an, that's, that's a great I mean, story. It is not. It's really a bad story. So don't, don't patronize think- me. Don't patronize me now. <laughs> okay, it's a horrible story. <laughs> but I mean, I mean, this is like, Dave's. Dave's yelling at his phone now. Oh, Dave is yelling at his phone right now. Dave is screaming at his phone. What the fuck, Manny? <laughs> Manny? But um, um take control. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just thinking about this. It's like it's it's. I don't know. I was thinking about this the whole time. I was like, how how do you? You take pitching lessons from a, a, a I, I think Adam Ray is a great pitcher over time. I mean, look, at, I've been, you know, we're doing this draft and it sounds great seasons. You know, it could be an all famer, I guess. I don't know. But, um, and then you're like, you know what? That's not working for me. I'm going to go get a rap soda machine, which is a, <laughs> a, a useful tool. It is a very useful tool. And I'm going to tell the guy who sells it to me, I'm going to have him tell me how to use it correctly. And I'm going to be a better pitcher for it. That's yeah, don't go to any of your uh, your professional coaches that are being paid. Your pitching coaches, and <laughs> your your scouts, and like was it Lucas Giolito went back to his high school? Coach, yeah, or was it you know going back, calling those guys up to you know, like help them fix whatever was going on? You're like, okay. Sonny Gray went back to his his college pitching coach. I mean, it's just I don't know. I just. It's a new way of pitching. Like maybe so. I maybe we're opening a can of worms with this, but uh, I mean, a lot of these guys. Yeah, Louis Giolito's like, screw you, White Sox. You guys suck. I'm gonna go do this on my own. Uh, we got Weaver buying a, a machine that's helping them, and and uh, another guy, Sonny Gray, is like, well, I'm gonna go. Th- I'm gonna go back to my uh, high school slash. Uh, I mean, uh, college slash high school guy to help me out with this. So people, they're thinking outside the box. Thinking outside the yeah. box. I guess is what this is. Absolutely. Speaking of the box, you want to move on to Niz's team? That was a great segue. Yes, let's do it. <laughs> so what I'm, I'm looking at is a bunch of shit. Um, I mean, he's really got nothing that's going to help him. So. <laughs> you know, his strategy was fantastic. <laughs> Niz, we love you. We appreciate the... Um, Witty banter back and forth. So uh, we'll dive into this. Um, uh, Nate Peterson, four year, looks a lot better now than it did before. I'm just going to go out and say that. But the hitters, uh, I mean, who's he got here? Uh, uh, Avisel Garcia, uh, he's got a lot mm-hmm. of good guys. Like, you know, a lot of shit talking that I've done on his team before. He's got a, some good guys that I think will definitely fit that mold in that DH. Avisel Garcia. Mark Cannon, J.D. Davis, to name three that are just awesome. Uh, John Birdie, we'll see how that works in Miami, but there's another one. Um, they could give him a stack at Cincinnati, though. They got so many guys. So many there. guys. So many. So we already talked about that, but that's another one there. Um, Amon Rosario, you know, that could that definitely could could be some there. Uh, Lorenzo Cain giving him some off days. He's going to need it. He's an old, mm-hmm. older guy. So, uh, what about the pitchers? What do you say about the pitchers? Um, obviously, you said Nate Pearson. That's going to help him. Um, maybe Manning, they're going to have to bring him up. Um, especially with the way the season is, that might make him a little more 
he might get some more pitching time than originally thought. He might get some longer Poss- games. Yeah, possibility, possibility. You know, that's that's you know that's one for sure. Um, Michael Kopak now he might you know you know he's probably gonna be up this year when they originally probably weren't thinking about using him, but if they're in it, you know, he you, might you said be, earlier too. You said there's going to be a more teams in the playoffs, right? What do you? Yeah. What about these teams on the cusp, like the White Sox or the Blue Jays or the what was the other team? Uh, the guy you just said, uh, Manny. Detroit probably not Detroit, but the cusp teams. They could be like, hey, we're in this. We want more fans to watch our games because they're not in the stadium. We want more commercials. We want we want to be we want to be in it as long as we can this year because it's a shorter season. So let's get all these young guys up. Let's pitch them to their own falls off. And that's a possibility. Who knows? I, I could be completely wrong on that, but you're right. Nate Pearson and uh, Kopech could be, could play a little bit more. Uh, Montgomery, he was always going to be uh, strickling. Uh, you know, again, uh, he might not be in the bullpen as much as he may have been. Uh, he's he's under contract though. He's gonna pitch, so that's a good one. Too. Yeah. Uh, and then uh, obviously Snell. Who knows Snell? What's up with him? Uh, where what he's gonna do? If uh, he'll play, even if they do come to agreement. Yeah, um, that, that's a weird one because I that dude is he's got his own. He's got. His, I don't disagree with him what he said, but you can't say that publicly. Uh, yeah, like someone, he did. Someone needs to get that dude a uh, like a professional like a, a, um what's what's it called someone that tells you how to speak in public like what you should say and what you shouldn't say I don't know maybe, maybe mm-hmm. I, I, I like that he he speaks his mind but right. when you're playing video games and you're saying oh man we just traded so and so for a slapstick prospect and then now you have to go back and have a, a a conference and you have to talk to your team. you got to apologize to everybody and you got to, you know, take it off of social media. I mean, and then he says, he just says a lot of stuff that's like off the cuff, uh, off the cuff. And then he has to do a lot of, you know, backpedaling sometimes, but he's a good pitcher. So he's yeah. a great pitcher, but um, yeah, we'll you, see you know what, what he decides. I'm sure he'll play. If yeah. They come to agreement. I can't imagine. He I got I got a question for you, and this is going to lead into your team a little bit. So he's got Max Scherzer, and you got uh, Degrom, right? And those are two yeah. ace type pitchers, right? I know Max has um, Cole too, but so you guys have spent you guys spent a lot of money on those guys. At least you know you and Niz got these guys in the draft, and in this season that we're going to play this eighty two game season, there's a possibility that those guys are not pitching as much. So in, in a hundred and sixty whatever game season, those guys can um their their stats over time will, you know, grow and, you know, they'll have more time to make up those stats and they'll be that's that's how they become the starting the top pitchers. But now you just spend all this money on those two guys. You got any reservations about that? Or what do you think how those top pitchers are going to perform? Or do you think they're you think that they're going to pitch them six and seven innings no matter what once a week and that's just what it is? Maybe not at the beginning, you know, uh, they might uh, see a little less at the beginning of the season, 
But I think by the end of the season, they're going to be like like normal. I think you know by the end of the season, they're going to treat those two as the same. They might even let them go a couple more extra ga- games where they way may have pulled them because of the amount of games they're playing. So I think at first they might be they might uh, have you know depending on how how they look coming out of the second spring training or where they're at, they might not go as deep. Uh, but uh, I think by the end of the season, they're probably going to be, you know, you're not, you're going to be seeing their regular workload. I don't think you take Max Serger out of a game, especially if they're in a hunt or trying to get a better seed. And the Mets might be a little interesting because of where they are. But uh, I think by the end of the season, uh, there'll be, be worth their money. Maybe not at the beginning of the season, but I think at the end of the season, they'll, they'll be worth what, what we paid for, hopefully. Well, then let's just take Miz's team for an example. I mean, let's say like <laughs> let's say Blake Snell plays and then all those guys play, but you, you, if, if going off of what you're saying, these guys are playing shorter in the beginning of the season and they're not playing as much, but at the end of the season, it's a shortened season. Someone like Miz or you or maybe not you, but you know, someone, you know, Miz has a smaller pitching staff. So that's, I'm not picking on him, but I'm just saying he could be not as he could, he could be like a, a middling team, a team that's like looking on the outside of the, the playoffs and his pitchers that he paid so much for aren't doing what he wanted them to do. It's just, you know, and then he's also got, you know, people like in the minors Manning who might not come up yet. Rich Hill's I, I can't see Rich Hill pitching, you know, Constantly, I mean, I don't know. Maybe, maybe I'm completely wrong right. on that, but I mean, between Stripling, Wainwright, and Rich Hill, he's got three pitchers that might not pitch in much. Uh, but you know, he's got the flexibility in it too. So, so we'll have to see about that. So, I, I don't know. It's, it's an interesting thought. You know, I, I think that by him having some aces on his team is is better than not having aces like on my team or you know anybody that doesn't have an ace or two. So. I think that's that's a that that's that's a good key part of it. Just we'll have to see how they pitch them, how how they use them. I mean, yeah, I think a lot of it's gonna have to do with you know how the games are going and the schedule, how they're you know and how they're managing the rosters. But I think if the anytime they can get a deep uh, seven eight innings out of these guys, I think they they're gonna want to do it if they can. Uh, you're right. Who knows how much they're going to be using? How the much bullpen. they're going to be using the bullpen? Yeah, you're right. I know they'll have those taxi guys, but you know how you know how much they're going to work that. So I think if when they can, they're probably going to want to ride ride their ride their 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 horses. So. That's true too. And who knows what these taxi guys? A taxi guy could be like you know whoever it is. Joe Small could be for the let's say. Max Scherzer's pitching on Tuesday, so he's going to pitch, and they're like, well, we need two taxi guys tomorrow, you know, and those taxi mm-hmm. guys could be coming up the same day that Max Scherzer's pitching, and so P- Scherzer pitches seven innings, taxi guys come up, and they're up in the bullpen pitching, but they're not going to pitch tomorrow. That day, they're going to pitch tomorrow, and they need Scherzer to go seven or eight innings so they can get these taxi guys warmed up because they're going to need them for tomorrow, so that's that's a good thing, too, because I don't know about this taxi squad. Like, is it going to come up right away and be ready to pitch? Or do they need some warm-ups? Or do they need, like, an inning the day before? Or 
like, you know, we're, we're, they're not pitching in the minors. They're not, you know, getting reps in the minors because there's no minor league. So that's going to be interesting too. So you can move on here too. Okay. Niz has got some players. We'll agree. Uh, we got, we got, uh, uh, Trent Grissom. I can see a little bit of DH time for him. I mean, you already got a good team, so fuck you, guy. Um, Murphy might get a, you know, he might, he's already got the DH, so it really doesn't affect him. Yeah, I know. Grissom. Same thing. Grissom, I yeah, said. Grissom. Uh, let's see here. Goldschmidt might, you know, he might get some DH in. I see you that. Know, I can see he, definitely can see that. He could be a guy. good one for it. Yeah. Seager, I don't know. It depends on what what they're doing with uh, who they're playing and how he's doing, and that uh, he might be another one that could benefit a little bit. Yeah. Might, yeah. You know, I like it. whoever's. Yeah, and then uh, you guys in the bottom here. I mean, what about Chu? Uh, they already have DH. Sorry, but uh. Yellish, maybe, maybe they'll give him a day off. You know, yeah. in the outfield. Totally. They might give. They might give him give him an extra, a, you know, game in a week that he wasn't gonna get. You know, so uh, that could definitely give, help him with depending on how the season goes. And then, uh, what else? That's about it for the you know offensive guy. Then you know when you know Madrigal. If they when they bring him up, I'm assuming they're going to bring him up. I I, uh, I assume so too. So and then uh, I don't know if they're going to bring up uh, Julio. I don't think I don't see no. them bringing him up. But but yeah, I think for me it's probably Grisham, um, and then Goldsmith, maybe Seager, and then Yelich. You know, with the the DH. Yeah. That, you know, and then pitching wise, um, I think you've got a couple of pitchers that, like, we're talking about Nizzi's team that might, you know, quote unquote workhorses. Um, I, I, I like Hendricks. They, they might let him go a long time. You know, he, he's got the stamina. He could do it. Zach Gallon's a little young, but they might let him go. I mean, he's probably the best pitcher on that team, I would assume. Um, yes, Dave. He's the best pitcher on the team. And yes, I know my ace is Madison Bumgarner, but you know, I, I, I understand I don't have the best of teams. So yes, I, I, I can play. So, so Zach Allen, you know, possibly could be that type of person. Um, Dylan Cease, I, I don't know. I, I, I think they, they might be playing the kid gloves with that guy, no matter what, you know, I think there's going to be some teams that they're just some players that they're just not going to do that with. And it seems the White Sox like, this guy, very long term. So, uh, but who knows? I could be wrong. You got Bieber, who you got for free, essentially. I think, <laughs> I think the condom, I think you used that condom back like in 2001, 2001. And then you gave that condom to, I don't know who you gave it to. Somehow Max got it and he used that to buy, um, uh, what's his name? And gave it to Dave. Or gave it to Gus? He gave it to Gus. That's the kind of or, the, or gave it to the DJ? Gave it to the DJ? Well, the DJ used it, but I don't. we don't know what the DJ used it for. But then Max, got it. Max <laughs> gave it to Gus. And then I got uh, Acuna. Condom's <laughs> been used a lot. Uh, Condom's very popular. I guess it, it, it's definitely made its rounds for sure. Yeah. I mean, I, I, mean, I, I want to get that condom. I see if I could, I could buy, you know, 
anything. I can buy a lot of stuff. You know what you need? Sh sh uh, Gus needs to use that condom they got from that used condom they got from Max that Max got from you, so you can buy David Price. Yes, he definitely needs to use that and give it to Dave. Yeah, because you know, Dave definitely needs the condoms. I use condom. How did we get on a used condom? Uh, but you get some guys, you know, uh, bummers. You know, I, I see some of these relief pitchers like Bummer or Robles on your team, and um, you had one other guy. Where'd he go? Where'd he go? Where'd he go? I guess that's it. Jensen. Yeah, but he's going to be used normal. But I see Bummer yeah. and Robles just used a lot, you know, and then and then they have a lot of offense too. So maybe saves will be more plentiful. I'm sorry. Saves will be more plentiful. There'll be more teams that will have players on their teams will have more saves. So instead of having one guy that's yeah. going to have 20 or 30 saves, they're going to have one team that's going to have eight guys that are going to have 10 saves. Yeah, there's going to be a lot of guys that you weren't expecting are going to have saves now. That John Gray, you weren't. Maybe, maybe he'll maybe. get a save. He'll get. Yeah, John John Gray could be a great closer. I don't know why they don't use him as a closer because their their closer sucks. Yeah, so. that'd be a nice little fit for him. I like to see that. And then uh, move on to Chris's team. You got it. Uh, Verdugo, if he's healthy, uh, that's all I'm saying mm -hmm. about that. Uh, he's already at the DH. Uh, let's see. Well, of course, Lux. Gavin Lux. Yes, it helps him a lot. We, we agree with that. Right? Maybe Brian Anderson a little bit, you know, there a little bit. Uh, Marcelo Zuna. That is a DH if I ever saw one. God. Yes. Like if, yeah, that guy is – he's going to – If you had to go to every – He's going to benefit from that. Yeah. Mar Marcelo Zuna and um, Schwarber. Those are two guys that should be DHs. I'm sorry. They just – those are – that, that position is a fit for them. Uh, Rosario, he's already playing a lot, so whatever it is. Uh, no more Rosara. Um, I don't know why we're talking about it, but whatever. He, he might help from having more expanded roster. roster. Or I'm not uh, help not help. I mean, like, hurt him, I guess. Uh, Rizzo, we talked about that. Josh Bell, sure. Jeez, this has got a lot of guys. So got yeah, he does. Uh, Zara. Escobar, Zara. sure. Why not? Mm. He's, uh, we know Carlson's probably going to play. Pache, we could see Pache come up. Yeah, Good he job. might be one of those taxi guys, or yeah, yeah. Well, he's not. He's I, he's on the roster. I, oh, I'm sorry. You're right. Okay. I, 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 so I guess is is a question we should ask. I'm sorry. Everything I said was wrong. There's going to be these guys who are on the cusp, and I don't think Dill Carson's one of them. I, I see Pache being one of them. What are teams going to do with these guys that are on the cusp of being on the majors, but maybe would have come up in like September? They still got to keep them on the taxi squad, right? Or they they I mean, we don't know how all that's going to work yet, right? Right. I would assume that you want it. they would. That way they can control, have them in their facilities. I would assume if they were a taxi, and they, they can have them in their facilities. Then no. they would. I assume they have to have them in their facilities because they want to keep them quarantined with the rest. Because you know, if they need them, so I'm assuming that. Uh, as, that's my thought is how they're going to use those taxi those taxi guys are probably going to be in their facility so they'll probably be able to 
work out and see them a lot more than because they're not going to be down in the in the minor league system anywhere. You're not going to just be sitting at home. Yeah, hey, we need you to next week. I know you're cutting your grass, but uh, <laughs> we need you. <laughs> we need you to get to the game. You know what's interesting too? Like you're saying, I was kind of thinking about what you're just saying. Is that this was the first year that they were going to use that system. I think it's called like something I like uh, Hawkeye. I think it's called in the minor leagues, which would have been um, the equivalent, if you will, of scat, scat cast. And um, I'm sorry, Hawkeye is not the equivalent of scat, stat cast, but Hawkeye is the, is whatever they use to get the stat cast in the major leagues. I, I don't know whatever it's called, but it's a, uh, a tool that they would use to, to videotape and get, information and data from the minor league guys so they can use it so they can you know, see what they're doing and they can get then they can get the stack data from them um and they won't be able to use that this year because there's no minor league system so these guys like right uh, christian pache who um is going to be practicing like you said and their minor league camp or wherever he may be practicing and when he comes up um if he's not some slapstick prospect he might be able to, you know, uh, the pitchers won't know what to, you know, they'll only know what they have from the previous season and his previous minor league season. So you could see a lot of prospects that are, you know, top tier prospects coming up maybe five weeks into the season, six weeks in the season that are crushing it for a couple of weeks. And that's all you need is, is a guy that's going to crush it for a couple of weeks and put you over the top. And you know what? Now you're in the playoffs because it's a freaking 82 game season. So yeah, no doubt. Yeah, if they come up and get hot, they might you might see them stay up for sure. All right, we'll move on to Memo's team. You take Memo's team. Or no? All right, uh, we got here Memo uh, Rogers. He uh, could. That's a good one. I like it. Uh-huh. Yeah, um, for sure. Neil, why not? Uh, Planco, no, he's a. He might, he might, on those double headers, I might keep him in. Um, Conforto, he's he's a DH, I would say, but you know they already have, depending on who what goes on with some of the other guys they're going to bring up or play. I don't know, so he might he might be another one. Uh, It'd be kind of funny, like the teams that already have the DH, like you know the, you know the NL teams. Now that there's this quote-unquote universal DH, I wonder if they start looking at players that were DH. Hey, can you play a little bit more so we can get another guy that's on the bench more DH time and a guy that's playing a little bit more, we put him on the bench? I don't know. It's a possibility. Who knows? Maybe I'm talking on my ass. Uh, Castellano. You know, but, you know, there's so many guys in so many guys. Cincinnati. But I think they paid him. He's going to play. Oh yeah, he's gonna play. You know, there's no doubt there for sure. So those are probably got a couple guys that are gonna benefit from the DH. I would say Rogers, and then you know Castellano might you know, give him a day off in the field. Uh, but who knows what with them? McCutcheon, he might be another guy. He's an older guy that you know could benefit sure. from another yeah. a day off for sure. Uh, but you know, again, we seem like we're talking a lot about Philly and all their guys oh, too. Philly and, C- and Cincinnati, we're talking a lot yes. about this. And then uh, his pitchers, 
uh, like his pitching. Um, well, he's already going to, uh, Miles Mikolas, uh, he's always going to pay, uh, Kershaw, he's going to, he's the workhorse. Uh, Caleb Smith, he'll pay Darvich, uh, Flaherty. It'll be interesting how, you know, how he comes out. If he has this, like he does in the second half of last season, or if he's going to struggle, um, how sure. they're going to manage him. And then, well, Han, you know, they also, he's got all his, uh, some of these guys we were talking about, Memo's pitchers and in, in the previous teams, if a guy struggles, they might, they, they might give him the ax early too, you know, never think of that. Yeah. I mean, especially his relievers, like that we've talked about it earlier, like at the beginning of the season, we're like, oh, it looks great for them. But now with these, how the season, you know, like uh, Workman and uh, Nick Anderson, you know, he was Anderson was the hot name, you know, you know, before the draft, is he going to be, is he going to be used as much? Uh, those two guys, um, are they going to be used as much as we thought? And then, because uh, we, you know, Workman, you know, will be interesting if he gets as many saves as we thought he was going to get. Yeah, they could use him more of as a you know seventh, eighth, and ninth inning guy, or seventh, eighth inning guy, right? And then his, his he's got a good he's got some AAA guys that possibly I don't think uh, well I don't know about Kirilov he might come up uh, Whitley I sure I think he would uh, Vaughn and Butchman they're not no but yeah so he's got some, he's got some, he's got some decent guys too yep. We're going to Dave. I think that's a little young. Yes. Bond. The bear, he might. The bear, he might get. A, you might. He'll probably. He could benefit from a DH. Just give him a, a rest. Put a. You know him. You know him. You know, um, you know me. <laughs> uh, let's see here. Who else? A Tucker. That might just expand the rosters. Might be good for him to be on the bench. Definitely like he was going to be anyways. Uh, but still, Mountcastle, he might be brought up earlier, so that'd be good for him. Uh, I can see that being really good. Uh, and David Price, you know, with him being the permanent DH, you know, that's a, you know, hoping get that used condom. <laughs> um, yep. Uh that's about it for his team, and then he's got he's got some pitchers that might be good for him. I don't know about Casey Myers. He's I think he's it could be later on in the season, but you know it is what it is. Um, a he's going to stay. In, I, I think that that's good because I think he's going to stay there. He's not maybe not get some saves with quality innings. Like if they turn to your guy that you got for the White Sox, uh, uh, Rogers for definitely. More. You know he's going to get some more saves. Mm-hmm. He's got uh, Ozuna is definitely getting a save. Uh, AJ Puck though, that, that that's a picture that again, so you don't get the quality starts out of him. But Dave's got some guys. I think he's going to get some quality innings. You know, he's going to get uh, a couple innings in the middle, if you will. He's going to be a long reliever. It's a possibility. Just throwing it out there. Mm-hmm. I don't know. And then the same thing, uh, McKay. We'll see him. He might get the same thing. So uh, he's had a couple guys, two or three guys on his team for pitching that maybe not be the starting pitcher he thought they were going to be, but they might be a good quality four-inning guy, if you will. 
which is which is going to be I, I think it's going to be something this season. If it's a short season, you're going to see these pitchers who are going to be used in the fourth, fifth, and sixth inning uh, instead of being like that. That's going to be their 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 start, um, and then maybe they four days later they they actually start, but then. Four days later, they're used as a long relief, and four days later, they start or whatever it may be. You know, um, it's just they're going to be used differently, and I think that's that. Uh, that is a way that some of these pitchers will be used. Yeah, you're definitely going to see some creativity other than Tampa Bay using these pitchers how they were. So. Yes. We'll move on to the best team in the league. Yeah, I mean, what are you going to say about this? The gesture, the gesture himself. Um, Batiste, he might get a. Oh, sorry, he doesn't have him anymore. He's got uh He's got a. He's got the Cubs guy. He's got Baez. Um, Bellinger, he's gonna play all the time. Um, Frank Francisco, he you know he might get a he might benefit from the DH. Maybe Honestly, uh, yeah, I could see that. Uh, and Duhart, definitely. And Defo, and uh, Brandon Lowe, his uh, his boyfriend. Yeah. Brandon Lau, Lowe, whatever. <laughs> yeah, his boy. His, his boyfriend. Uh, for sure. Max, does your yeah. wife know that you have a man crush on Brandon Lau? At he this point her, in time. Uh, I a nooner. He's got a nooner for him. That's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> like, he's got a nooner for him. <laughs> And we obviously got to say Bryce Harper because we every Philly player we talked about, we've seen Philly, we <laughs> mentioned them with the D8s, benefiting from the D8s. So we got to say Bryce Harper. Harper. Yeah. Yeah. And then uh, this AAA guys. Um, I think Gore's going to come up. Uh, it's different. Pro- I, I- I, you know what? If he's if he's their best pitcher they got at that time or whatever it may be, then yeah, it's a very good possibility. So that's good. The that's a Texas squad guy that they'll bring up later on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, I'll, I like. I'll, yeah. So, Syndergaard's not going to play. But yeah, no, he's got a couple of guys. I mean, Max, you know, we we are we tease about it. But he's he's in good shape. He's got a good team, so he's got some. Yeah. Teams, so Ken, you know, if Ken even knows what's going on, I don't even know if Ken knows what's going on. Not to be rude, it's just it's just it is what it is. But yeah, he's he's got he has one guy in his starting lineup yeah. on Yahoo. <laughs> so uh, probably Kaboom Carter, Kibo? Riley, sure. He's yeah. got some guys. We'll, we'll, we won't waste time. We can move on. <laughs> All right. So, we got anything else to add before we wrap this up? You want to do a beer of the week? Me and you've been. Uh, oh, we've been getting some yeah. beers up. Let's talk. We got five. Let's say. So, uh, we got an hour and nineteen minutes. Let's talk like two or three minutes on beers. What, what do you What do you think? What, you want to do that? Yeah. Absolutely. All right. Well, I'm going to start. We, 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 how about? You? Over the last, I'll go first. All right. Well, oh, go ahead. no, go ahead. Well, I was just gonna say, over the last, like, let's say, like three months, I would say me and you have definitely dived into more drinking 
and we've 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 chatted about beers a lot in the last three months between me and you talking about max talking to dave i've talked a little bit about niz you know we've expressed some some good beer knowledge back and forth so why don't we you know um you give me you we'll each do we'll do like a little uh, stink we'll go back and forth you started off three of your best beers that you've had over the last couple months uh my one I've really been liking um, is Energy City, the their uh, hop surf. That is a really good hazy, um, fruity beer. I've been, I really liked that one. Um, it's probably one of my favorites from them. And they had some really good stuff from Energy City. I've been about their drive up, um, weekly drive up ordering. So um, I liking them. Um, that was a good one. I'll go in the next one. Mm-hmm. Doug, you go ahead. So then, so I'm going to go with, um, I'm going to leave one of my favorites for last, but uh, uh, this one away, where did it go? Tomb by Half Acre. It's a hazy, a hazy pale ale. And I was really like, that's skeptical, but you know, like, okay, yeah, it's going to be a good beer. Um, you know, they make some great beer, uh, Half Acre does. But if you want a hazy pale ale, this is a great one. I, I loved it. Um, yeah, it's somewhere between like on the lawn and like smoking a grill. It's got like these, uh, I don't know, it kind of remains like it's, I don't know. It's got, it's got like a pop of like citrus to it. It's just, it's really good. Um, it's, it's it, I've had it a couple of times. There's been a couple of times I've been at the store and been like, I don't know what to get. I just got to get something going. I, I really want something hazy because hazy bit has been like the thing lately for, for us. And, uh, I, I, I love that one. The Tomb Hazy Pale Ale from Half Acre. It's, it's, yeah, that it's was a good one. Sweet and creamy. Yeah, that was a good one. And then the other one you, you got me on, it was the M43. Nothing better than when you look at the can and it has instruction how you need to roll, need to roll it a few times before you open it because there's so much sediment or you need to leave like a little in the bottom so you don't get all the sediment. That was a very good one too. And then uh, one that I just had from uh, another local place is called uh, uh, from Buckle Down. Uh, it's called That Good Good. And um, it was phenomenal. I mean, it was very hazy and it, it, uh, it was like citrusy uh like almost like a orange juice in a can. Oh man, it was really good. And just sorry, I'm just gonna go off with that too. Same one is um, uh, this one I, I've gotten from Mariano's. The only place I, I've seen it's uh, Valorian or what's it called? Valorian? Uh, Valor? Valorian? I can't Valor- remember. Yeah. remember. But it's just like it's that we had the Super Bowl. Yeah. That was amazing. Oh, that was same thing. Those two, that it's called that good good and Valor Tech or Valorian. I, I gotta come up with that name. I, I gotta figure it out. Um, but if you're looking for a super hazy, super just um, delicious, creamy, mouthful type of beer, oh man, that's that's one of them. You got you gotta dip into one of those two for sure. Then uh, my last one was last the other day when I went last weekend, I wanted to grab some Trulies, but I didn't want to grab a bunch of them. So I was at Benny's and I grabbed the crit, you know, six packs. So I grabbed two Trulies. I only got to have one of the two Trulies. 
But I also grabbed uh, Sarah Nevada, which is their hazy one. I love. It's just that's a great one to grab. But I grabbed one. I saw this Alaska Brewing Company. Oh yeah, the Hazy Bay Juice. I had that last night. I grabbed one of those cans in it, and I had that one of them last night. It was fantastic. So I will definitely be looking to see if I get another six pack of that, or just grab a couple when I saw that Benny because I grabbed it and it was very good. That that that's I I you know I've seen that one before. I'm gonna go now. I'm gonna go to that. And so we've been dipping into some hazies. Me and you, hazies. We've been drinking some foggies. We've been dipping into you know, <laughs> some, some some danks. Um, and yes. I, I think we. I mean, I can really go through my trash can right now, and and I I mean I got this uh, the Sweetwater strain. I got some uh, uh, noon whistle. I got their the gummy apocalypse in here. What's this one? Oh, the the buckle down. I just talked about. I see it. it's a buckle down and white oak brewing uh, collaboration. You have to love the collaborations. That good, good. But I was telling you at the beginning of the podcast how my belly is getting a little big, so I, I wanted to try to you know summertime's coming here, so my my big thing now I think I'm going to go with is these sours, and I've seen this beer. I don't know how many times I've seen this beer. Every time I go ahead, I think Dogfish Head, they they got some great beers. They, they're their IP series, mm-hmm. you know, they're they're 60, 90 minute, or they got a I think they got like a 30 and a half minute, whatever. They have this uh sequench ale Sasan sour. And essentially what this is is uh this so this is my last beer. It's a blissfully brewed with lime juice, lemon peel, black limes, and sea salt. And at first, you're like, okay, well, that's a lot of shit in a beer. But it is a off-centered ale that, uh, man, I- I'm telling you, I-, I had a far- I had the first sip of this, and I was like, ooh, man, I was like, this is damn good. I've had five of these already today. This is great. <laughs> this is a, a summertime beer. Uh, I don't know. I think I, I – I'm opening my horizon. I was listening to, yes, The Athletic. I had to say it once during this podcast. And I was listening. To, we you know, have to. We had to. We had to. You know, I think, well, how great would it be if me and you do a podcast with DVR and Eno Saris? That's That should happen. Right? Yeah. I, I think we should make, we should let them know. And, you know, we, you know we're Midwest guys. DVR is a Midwest. He's, you know, he's up in Wisconsin. Yeah. You know, I mean, you know, he was born and raised in, in Atlanta. I mean, I, I don't think he was born in Atlanta, but I mean, he's kind of from he's from Atlanta. I know that. Um, that that's not Midwest. It's like Michigan area. Just kidding. <laughs> but anyway, what I'm getting at here is that um, Dogfish Head makes some really good beers, and uh, what DVR was saying was that there's a lot of people that drink different things than what he drinks, and he should try what other people drink so he could either have these beers on hand if and when people ever came over to his you know humble abode and uh share them with him or he could you know give him some knowledge on what these beers are like and that's kind of where i'm going here i think the step for me from the hazy is going to go to a sour it's just it's 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 what i chose to it's what i like and you know i thought it would be interesting i'm not saying it's right i'm not saying that that's the proper way to go but um these uh, IPAs, and you know, I, I keep trying to ask oh, Jill. He tried this beer with me here, and tried this beer, and she's like, the, you know, she doesn't like those hazy beers. She doesn't like a uh, APA, um, you know, IPA, or an APA. It's too hoppy for her. But uh, I think some of these uh, Sesame Sours are, are really good, and um, 
I know mon- uh, Monkey Head or Monkey M- Monkey makes one that's like nine percent. So I don't know. I'm gonna. Uh, I'm gonna... Yeah, I like the I like the sour, like the saisons. No, uh, I feel like the winners. I, I feel like the winners. I usually like to go with the coffee lagers and that. So, but yeah, like I said, we've definitely been on that hazy, uh, dank, uh, foggy stage for a while. But yeah. Um, I you know I feel like I was doing sours a little while ago before the the hazy phase so we, we yeah so so I'm I'm moving to the sours uh, a little bit maybe now I'm I'm always gonna have a, a hazy here and there because I really like them uh, I wish I wish uh, just to wrap it up on my end some of these imperial IPAs I've had like uh, I got this one in my fridge is going for tomorrow um, from uh, uh, Finch Brewing Company it's called Skullhammer. Man, it is a juicy blend of uh, just just damn goodness. But it's uh, a higher alcohol content. And I had one of them or two of them one day and just knocked me in my ass. Um, but damn, there's some of these Imperial IPAs are just delicious too. So, um, but yeah, that's it. So that's all I got for that. Uh, and uh, I really hope there's a season, Domino. It's all you. Me too. Uh, thanks for uh... – uh, suggesting we do this uh, tonight uh, definitely was a nice little break from everything that's been going on. Um, it was fun talking with uh, about that. Hopefully, everyone enjoyed enjoyed tonight's show and is staying safe and taking care of each other. <laughs>